Pray with me, please. Dear Father, we thank you for this opportunity once again to look at your word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are with me in the preparation. Now be with me in the delivery before I am just a vessel for you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, amen, amen and amen. amen. So would you agree with me that as human beings, we question everything? Amen. We question everything, don't we? We have questions about every little thing that happens. We question our governmental leaders. And sometimes maybe we should, right? We, we, we question religious leaders. And sometimes we should. We question things in sports. There was a whole lot of folks who were questioning Mr. Deion Sanders until yesterday. <laughs> Answered those questions, didn't he? That was quite a game. So we question stuff. And it is okay to have a good deal of skepticism in life. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. We want, our, we want our young people, we train them up so that they can ask the critical questions that they need to ask so they just don't go for the okey-doke. We need to train up ourselves that we understand finances so that when we go and get a loan, we are not with predatory lenders, that we understand money so that we can save for ourselves and we can manipulate our money so it can do what it needs to do so we can build generation, generational wealth. We need to ask questions. Mm -hmm. But there are some things in life that are unquestionable. Wow. And one of the things in life that is unquestionable is death. Mm -hmm. Death. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I mean, if, if, if you look at the headlines, just yesterday we learned the death of Bill Richardson, who was an ambassador to the United Nations, who was a former governor of the state of New Mexico, who was an energy secretary, who was a, a congressman, who did a lot of work in getting people out of bad situations when they were wrongfully detained by governments. Wow. He was 75 or 76 or so, and he died in his sleep. We heard yesterday about Jimmy Buffett. I like, I like music, so wasting away again in Margaritaville. Waiting for my lost sake of salt. He wrote that song. And made a billion dollars through an empire he built just based on that little song. He passed away when he was about 75, 76. A fellow named Tommy Walker who was one of my uh, high school teachers, passed away. And um, I've been in contact with his wife and I'm honored that I'm gonna say a few words uh, about him on uh, Tuesday as we lay him to rest. He passed away. And then also in my little community um, uh, of Gray, Georgia, uh, a lady that I went to church with, uh, her name is Dorothy Ann Daniels. Uh, was in a car accident and died. Death is unquestionable. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. 
We don't have to question that. Death is going to happen. The rich, the famous, the not so famous, regular folks, death is going to happen. But in the early church, the church that Paul and Peter and the disciples were putting together, there was not a question about death, but there was a question about what happens after you die. Because you see, they didn't fully grasp what we know, what happened at the cross. That Jesus died, Jesus rose from the, was risen from the dead, and because he was risen from the dead, guess what? We can be risen from the dead too. So what Paul had to do is to explain it to them in the letter. A letter called First Thessalonians. Now, he had talked about this when he was actually with the Thessalonians, but like everything else, we have to say it again, 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 and again so we can get it. And that's okay. How many of you are fans of commercials? You watch a commercial on TV and you see it over and over and over and over and over again, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this commercial for this, this, this diabetes drug called Guardians and this woman is singing and she says, you know, I, I take daily Guardians and the little blue pill with the big story to tell. I love that commercial. Every time it comes on, I watch it just to see, see something new in that commercial. Because that's okay, we need to hear messages over and over and over again. And so today, I'm going to give you that message from that letter. And, and, and what Paul did was he broke it down. It was, it was really simple. He broke it down in, in really three kind of parts here. And in your uh, bulletin, and then also on the screen, we're going to give you those three parts. And, 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 and it answers the question that we're trying to answer. Because this is one of the fundamental questions of our faith. This is the fifth of six sermons I've been doing about this whole notion about our faith. Fundamental questions about our faith. And this fundamental question is, is there an afterlife? Wow. Folks want to know. Yeah. So here is how Paul went to answer it. Point number one. As Christians, unlike the rest of the world, we have hope regarding death. Mm -hmm. And he says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. Brothers and sisters, we want you to know about those who have died. We don't want you to be sad like other people, those who have no hope. Now, death saddens us and it should we should mourn we should be upset when someone that we love has passed away Jesus was upset when Lazarus died the verse that I say at Thanksgiving dinner when I have an opportunity to say one verse I say it all the time and that verse is what Jesus wept Jesus was sad when Lazarus died but what Paul is saying here, we can be sad, but we should not and cannot give up hope. 
Because as Christians, we should not give up hope. We can mourn. We can be upset. We can be sad. We can have our tears. But we should not give up hope. And why should we give up hope? That's point number two, which is this. Our hope is built on Jesus, who was risen from the dead. Our hope is built on Jesus, who was risen from the dead. Paul says here in 1 Thessalonians, we believers that Jesus we believe that Jesus died, but we also believe that he rose again. Amen. Simply put, because Jesus died and because Jesus rose again, that's an opportunity for us to have everlasting life. Yeah. The formula is really, really simple. Jesus died, Jesus rose from the dead, and because of that, we have an opportunity for everlasting life. Amen. And so therefore, although we are upset, although we are saddened, although we are crestfallen because someone has died, and we should be, we should not give up hope. Wow. Now, now let's, let me go back to this whole scene when Jesus wept. Jesus wept because he knew Lazarus had died. Jesus, Jesus wept. He knew Lazarus had died. Day one went by. Day two went by. Day three went by. Four days went by. And when Jesus went to visit him, he went into the tomb and he brought Lazarus out. Jesus wept, but he had hope. And the hope was, I know Lazarus will live again because he's going to be raised from the dead. Amen. And we can have that hope too. Now, Third point here. Because Jesus defeated death, and in your program there's a little typo, because Jesus defeated death, you will be risen from the dead. Because Jesus defeated death, if you got your pen and paper, you can just put it there. Because you, you can put your name, will be risen from the dead. And this is what Paul says about this. So we believe that God will, will rise to life through Jesus Christ. We believe that God will raise to life through Jesus Christ any who have died and bring them together with him when he comes. Simply put is this, if you believe in Christ, when you die, then guess what? You have everlasting life. Amen. The formula is simple, it's one, two, three. Christ died. Christ was risen from the dead. If you believe in Christ, you will have everlasting life. It's a simple formula. But how do we get to that simple formula? How do we get to be the Christians that we should be? How do we get to believe in Christ? Because it just doesn't happen. As much as we want to, as much as you may think you want to, do we wake up being believers in Christ. Wow. Are we born that way? No, we're born of sinful nature. And with our sinful nature, we have to work on our salvation. Wow. So let me quickly give you some ways we can work on our salvation. We can work on our salvation through something that I call spiritual practices. 
Now, I don't have a slide for these, or it's not in your, in your, in your handouts, in your bulletin, but if you want to write them down, they're really simple spiritual practices. I think all of us do from day to day, but let's just remind ourselves of them, like the commercial. We should be in prayer. We should be in prayer. And why should we be in prayer? Because praying is a way to talk to God, because we have to have a relationship with Jesus. And you can't have a relationship if you're not talking to somebody, can you? No, you cannot. Well, it's not a good relationship. You hear people who haven't talked and haven't spoken to each other in years and years and years. That's not a relationship because a relationship is back and forth. You talk to God, God will talk to you. So are you talking to God? Are you talking to God daily, constantly? When you get in the car, are you saying, Lord, be with me because I'm getting ready to drive from point A to point B. Even though that point A to point B may be a small distance, accidents can and will happen. Are you praying? And we talked again in our prayer time how we pray here at Greater Bethel. You are praying individually. I know you are. But also you can pray corporately. You can pray with us at 6.30 in the morning on the prayer call. You can pray with us uh, during Bible study. You can pray with us during Sunday school. Wow, wow. You can pray with us by leaving your prayer requests and praise reports uh, in the prayer basket. And I will pray for them daily. We should be in prayer. Amen. Now, another spiritual practice is you got to read the word. You got to be in the instruction man. You got to be in the Bible. You got to read the word for yourself. And if you're not doing that on a daily basis, it's time to start. We have the daily breads that we have in the, in the back of the, of the sanctuary you can grab so you can have a daily opportunity to read the word. If you follow along with us in Bible study or Sunday school, you can read the word with us. Right now we're, we're reading Philippians, and, and that will give you an opportunity through that study that you do to read the word. And you may say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Wow. Well, you do have time. Time is made up of the things that we decide that we really want to do. You can read the word in the car. If you go on our website, if you go on some uh, that we have put up, uh, 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 gbaathens.org, you go to the audio part of the website, we've got plenty of old sermons. We've got plenty of things that you can listen to in the car Amen. or wherever you are so you can get the word. Amen. Amen. And now here's the third part of the, the spiritual practice. It's fellowshipping with fellow Christians. Fellowshipping with fellow Christians. And now we know post-pandemic or we're still in the pandemic because we're not through with this yet. Corona is not through with us. We still have opportunities to get together. I believe that we have a strong community of Christians who meet with us on Bible study at 7 o'clock on Thursday nights. And we are on and off. It's an hour. Come on, come off. And it's a strong community of great Christians who are having a great time and great conversation. And then also on Saturday at 4 o'clock, right before, after the football game, because Georgia, I know, played a 6 o'clock game this week, 
Uh, and then uh, hopefully they play a, what, a 12 o'clock game next week or so, 1 o'clock or something like that. I'm looking at Brother Thrash, he's going to park all them cards. But nevertheless, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, there's an opportunity for you to squeeze that in. Amen. An opportunity for fellowship. And certainly an opportunity to fellowship here. Amen. And then right after church, in the fellowship hall, with food, there's an opportunity to fellowship as we meet with our young people, as we talk about the Lord with them. Amen. So, the formula is really simple. That Jesus died. Jesus rose from the dead. And because he defeated death, we can be risen too. But we got to work at it. So the question here today is not if there's an afterlife. The question is if you die right now, would you have everlasting life? What's your relationship with the Lord? So in just a few moments, I'm going to come down and offer my hand and God your heart. Not just to join the church, but an opportunity for you to join up with the Lord. And to ask for forgiveness and publicly acknowledge that you are riding with God. And it's a relationship. It's like a roller coaster. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. There are times in which we backslide. So another opportunity that we'll have today is if you have backslidden and you want to come back to the Lord, there's that opportunity as well. And there's always an opportunity for prayer. So if you will, pray with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. I am a sinner. And I need you, Lord, to come to me. I need to be in your camp. Save me. Give me your healing power so that I can not only have everlasting life, but I can live the life that you want me to live here on this earth. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're not saved. But your salvation, as I always say, can only go as far as you have an opportunity to be at a place where you can do your spiritual practices, which is praying, which is reading the Lord's will, word, and it's fellowshipping with other people. You can do that here at Greater Bethel. You can do that here online remotely. We're trying to work all the time to, to improve what we do so that you can see us in different ways. But you can also do that here in the sanctuary as well. So again, in just a few moments, I'm going to come down and, 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 and hand out my hand and hopefully that you will give me your hand and guard your heart. But if you're looking at us now online or, or listening to this later as a podcast, anything like that, you can give me a call, 608-358-1309. 608-358-1309 is my telephone number. I would love to talk to you about your faith. And now for our benediction which is a covering of God's grace until we meet again. Brothers and sisters, we want you to know about those who have died. We don't want you to be sad like other people, those who have no 
hope. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, may the love and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you henceforth now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. Amen. It's your faithfulness in giving to Greater Bethel that allows us to do the work of the Lord. There are three ways you can give to us. First, you can use Catch App by typing dollar sign Bethel 140. Second, you can give using Giveify, simply at a Greater Bethel Athens. Finally, you can mail your contributions in to Post Office Box 49773, Athens, Georgia 30604. Thank you and blessings. Hi, this is Marvin Bland. So you're listening to this podcast, but are you a subscriber of this podcast? Being a podcast subscriber is simple. It means that every time that we produce a new episode, you'll get it with a notification right on your phone, tablet, other device like Alexa. Now, subscribing to our podcast is easy. Use Google and type in the podcast with Marvin Bland. That's the podcast. Let me spell that for you with M-A-R-B-E-N Bland B-L-A-N-D Now what pops up next are several ways to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google and other platforms. So don't miss a minute of sermons, interviews and devotions. Subscribe to the podcast with Marvin Bland today.